psychotic geeks obsessed with every little detail. It'll never get on the air. Well, I think it's good for a show to go off the air before it becomes stale and repetitive. I've just been informed that we are going off the air. Off air with Emily and Catra. Look at you printing out stuff again that you're not going to use. Stop. <laughs> I might. I'm not. Probably might not, not, though. Your nails are pretty. Thank you. Do you, you really them? think so? Because I don't. I hated them last night when I did it. I really it. love it. Ooh, I'm going to copy you. Good. Once these ones wear off. Good. Because I'm ready to switch them already. Barely start to chip and then it drives me crazy. And then I'm like, uh, okay, time to switch. Me too. Oh, I need to show you my, I showed you my nails before, right? My old nails. Yeah. 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 Remember when that was, I used to do that and that was cute. Yeah. yeah I used to do it too. <sighs> when we had time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like cared. Oh my gosh. When we cared about stuff. <laughs> I just don't care. Dang. <laughs> I mean, I care. I still care. Yeah. I still no, care me about too. my nails, but not as deeply. Not as deeply. I'm not sure. as creative with my nails. <laughs> I mean. But that looks really cute. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you. Is your thumbs purple too? Yeah, my okay. thumbs are purple. All right. So when I copy you now, I know what to do. Yeah. Where's that black from? Okay. Really? Claire's. No way. Yeah. Way. That's like. Do we bring it to you on yeah, Monday? Yeah, I do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I put black on underneath it because it's kind of thin. So it's like black and then a top coat with that glitter. Yeah, I want to borrow it. Yeah, because I love it. It's beautiful. <laughs> Perfection. <clears throat> yeah, it looks really cute, though. Thank you. I really like it oh a lot. Gosh, thank you. Um, I had a dream last night that we were podcasting in my dream. Yeah. And I meant it was like one of those, like I woke up because Squirt was in the room, mm-hmm. which it never happens, but I convinced Christopher to let him sleep with us for a little bit. Oh. And then he started washing his belly, and then it was like, <laughs> like that noise that yes. I was making. Yes. And it woke me up, and I was like, mm, yeah, I can't really do that right now. I was like, I'm, I, and I was, I told Christopher, like, when I started to fall asleep, I was like, oh, well, I'll probably end up putting him out. And he's like, why? And I said, because... I feel like I'm just, like, worried about him. Because it's been so long oh, since I've, like, slept with him in the bed. Yeah. I'm, like, I'm worried about him. Like, sleeping with an infant. Over on like, what if or, I roll yeah. over on him or he gets uncomfortable? Uh, I was, like. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so, I was, like. He's not. You're, like, you know what? He's not happy here. Yeah. So, I was laying. I was laying, like, real in a weird kind of position. Not not one that I typically. I have, like, a routine. Like, I go through each four sides and, like, and then wow. I can fall asleep. Okay. I know. I'm just a mess. Goodness. And we were laying there and he's, like snuggled up right here in my armpit uh-huh and then it was like I fell asleep like that but I woke up and I was like mm. like stiffish and then I woke up to him washing his belly and I was like Ugh. I was like okay yeah I was like I can't I can't fall back asleep in this position right so I like how I held that that entire I time did. I was just like <laughs> uh. <laughs> so I I kicked him out you kicked him out and then but during that little sleeping period I was like where where was that story going I know during that little little sleeping period I had a dream that we were podcasting and I made a note like when I woke up to remember it and all I remember is that we were podcasting no and I was like well shit (laughs) I should have written it down is what I should have done but we were podcasting and I feel like something we got like I don't remember I don't even remember. I'm sure it was such a good dream. I wonder what we were talking about. I mean, murder. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's okay. A specific, perhaps, murder. Yeah, maybe. Maybe I was, like, seeing the future. Maybe we were talking about a murder that hasn't happened yet. Maybe. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, Probably and, like, not. Minority Report. <gasps> You're the... Did you ever see that movie? Probably. Maybe. Minority I don't know. Report? Maybe. I don't know. I mean, you're so young. 
Probably not. They like predicted murders or predicted crime. Mm. Like these. It sounds good. It's not. No. It's lame. It could have been good, but it, it wasn't. It could have been good. Is Tom Cruise. Oh. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Okay. Anyway. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> I really missed you when you were gone. I missed being here. So I need it. Last week, I was sick. And mm-hmm. gone for a couple of days. And then this week, Patrick was sick and was gone for a couple I days. I mean. And maybe someday we'll get back to the regular programming. Oh, my gosh. Maybe. But probably, <laughs> probably not. not. <laughs> we're me- a mess. But I really fine. missed you. I did. I missed I you. I missed you when we were bowling last night. I was super bummed out. And I saw the picture. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Look at my friends. I miss you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, look how much fun my friends are having yeah. without me. It was a good time. Kevin and I are really Riding bad at down. bowlers. Really bad. Did bowlers. you use the bumpers? No. Oh. I did okay. I got a couple strikes, but the my first three frames I got gutter balls each time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did bowl for kids' sake in like March or mm-hmm. something. Not not good. Not an impressive. Yeah, no, I was, no I was not impressive. It's fine though. And Kathy's really funny to watch bowl. Oh, like my. she's just like you think she's a spaz here, just like, <laughs> go bowling with her. And she's like, <laughs> you're like, Kathy, it's your turn. It's my turn. Yes. Oh my gosh. She, she was using Tabitha's ball and Tabitha was in the other lane. And there were a couple of times she's like, I have to wait for Tabitha's ball. And Sarah's like, go get a different oh ball. Oh, my word. Everybody's like, you know what, Kathy? We're not playing with you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> she left after the first game because she had to go take care of her little pup. But Aw, like, Cosmo. Yeah. Yeah, her pup's like, named Cosmo. Oh, my goodness. Cosmo Kramer. But probably not the Kramer part. Well, it is now. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Hi. Hey. Oh, we said that already. <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoops. <laughs> this is Off Air with Emily and Patra, and we're back for another murder episode. Yay. All yeah. the murders, all the time. Um, No, I already told you what I had to tell you. <gasps> oh, <okay. laughs> I thought, I was like, oh, I have to tell her something, but it was the podcasting and the dream. Oh, thing. that Never was a mind. good, and Jeez. I appreciated it. I loved hearing about it so much. It took 20 minutes for me to tell you that I was, that we were podcasting in our dream and I don't remember what it was about. But I know exactly the position you slept in last night, exactly. so it's fine. Because I held it for five minutes. You did. Oh, my lanta. All right. Uh, so. Okay. Do you want to go first or you want me to? Um, I can go first. I okay. don't mind. Uh, so I know we were going with like. um. Oh, yes. Holiday-themed or Thanksgiving themed. However we could tie in Thanksgiving to this week's episode was the quote-unquote theme. Right. So, um, mine is just kind of lame as it happens at that time. Okay. That's the only way it ties in. Sorry. That's okay. Everybody. I told you, as long as, if you can tie it back, it could be the most outreached, outlandish (gasps) tie. Okay, good. No one was like murdered with a turkey leg or the wishbone. (gasps) Like if you got the smaller part of the wishbone, I'm going to kill you. Oh, let's do that this year. Okay. For Thanksgiving. Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Friends and family, you're invited. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, We'll be be some other true crime podcasts. Thanksgiving. <clears throat> we'll just be story. broadcasting from what's like the big prison, like here in Indiana. Is there a big prison that I'd go to for murder? Uh, the only one that there's one up in like Michigan City that's like mm. like maximum, like the bad one. That's where I'm gonna go. But that's I where drive. I'm gonna be. I drive past the Grissom Prison. Oh, near Kokomo in Peru. Okay. Every time I go back home. And that's pretty cool to see because it's just like, it's like fields. That's my halfway point. That's what I know I'm halfway home or halfway here. It's you're driving and it's cornfields. Uh-huh. And then you see the water tower and yeah. then you look over because there's the Grissom airfield, air base, mm-hmm. whatever it is, and the prison. And it's like, 
and it's just like, oh, I just want to walk over there. Oh. And there's the the prison area, don't pick up hitchhikers. Oh yeah, signs. I love oh, that. It's so cool. I love those signs. It's my See? favorite favorite part of driving home. You could think about me every time you went home. Yeah. Because I'd be in that prison. There you go. Aww. Like, hey. Oh, remember Patra and our podcast before she went <laughs> crazy? Anyway. I mean, I wouldn't do anyway. Okay, we're not going there. <clears throat> okay. Are you ready? Yep. Okay. The Vanishing of Karen Mitchell. Okay. Okay, so 21 years ago this Thanksgiving, 16-year-old Karen Mitchell vanished uh, November 25th. She was home for like, well, she wasn't home. She was off of her school break for her school break for Thanksgiving. But anyway, we'll we'll start at the beginning. Okay. Okay. She was five days away from her 17th birthday Ugh. and a junior in high school. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, Karen moved from Southern California to live with her aunt and uncle. Um, they had a. They were well known in the community, and they owned a store called Annie's Shoe Store. And um, Annie still owns it. Bill and Annie; those are her Aww. aunt and uncle. Yeah. Um, so Karen was actually like working there. Okay. That day, or was supposed to work there. Okay. So anyway, Karen had visited her aunt before disappearing on Broadway in downtown Eureka. What? Are, where is this? Eureka, California, on her way to the Coastal Family Development Center, well, where she helped care for children. So she was like a. You know, like a, like a babysitter, but not a babysitter because it was, like, out of place. So, like, daycare, okay. it seems. Okay. Um, when it was discovered Karen was missing, law enforcement and volunteers from the community conducted ground searches and went door to door because the aunt and uncle were, like, kind of big in the community. And their niece, who came to live with them not short, you know, not too long ago, just went missing in broad daylight. Yeah. Yeah. Karen's disappearance impacted the entire community, and her family has never given up. Hope that they will find her someday. Aww. I know. It's super sad. Um, okay. All right, hold on. Let me get connected here. Okay, the day she vanished. I know, wasn't that great? <laughs> the day Karen vanished, she had been filling out college applications and planned to attend Humboldt State University. Uh, she was described as a liberal and opinionated young lady. I All love right. that. Yeah. She loved politics, the environment, and children. Um, and her aunt said you could just tell she was going to be successful and someone who would make a difference. You know what I mean? Like, Aww. I know, I know. Karen was last seen walking towards West Sonoma Street in Eureka shortly after she visited her aunt's business um, that was in a mall. A witness states that Karen may have entered an unidentified light blue four-door 1976 to 1978 sedan, which was possibly, and there's like three different makes that all seem kind of different, but I didn't look at the cars, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. A Ford Granada or a Mercury Monarch or a Nissan. I was like, okay. Okay, how did we get to those? Like, I don't know. It could have been a Ford or a Mercury. I'm not sure. <laughs> or a Nissan. I mean, nobody just was like, it's a blue van. Do you know what I mean? I yeah. don't know. That's what I would have said. Interesting. Um, and it did have California license plates and all of that. The driver of the car is described as a Caucasian male, approximately 60 to 70 years old, with balding, light gray, or sandy blonde hair. Um, it may have had green or gray eyes. I don't know how you can see that from an outside of a car. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And a large size nose that appeared to have been previously broken. He had a small build and wore eyeglasses. The driver was wearing a long sleeve button down light blue shirt. Dang. That is very descriptive. So yeah. I feel like someone saw. Somebody saw something. Like for real. Like possibly got in this car. Like she was definitely. Someone saw her talking or someone saw this car. Yeah. Right. Okay, sketches of both the driver and the vehicle were posted with the case. Oh, no, leave that part out. The witness claimed that the car pulled across Broadway Street and nearly hit him before stopping for a girl matching Karen's description. So that, 
Uh, yeah, now I can see. Now you know see. why he has such a... He's like, this dude like, just what's up, dude? tried to hit me. You want me. me to break your nose again? Side note, last night at the bowling alley, mm-hmm. this car... So I walked out, and I walked out the door, and it was actually the side door. So I had to walk to the front of the building, mm. which whatever. And I was walking, and this car, this it was like old people bowling league. Mm-hmm. And this car <laughs> comes, and like comes over mm. and like merges in front of me and I'm like Why? hello Why? and so then they stop and I was like so I have to walk around this other car in their like gravel landscape area right. and walk and then as I'm backing out that same car is like trying to turn in Oh my word. To the there's like three parking spaces empty next to me and they're pulling into the one right next to me, but they're going so slow. But I was able to like pull through, like go through and mm-hmm. go forward instead of backing up. And they pulled in so slow and it was just like I was like, what? I literally yelled, Leave me alone. <laughs> I was like, get off. Go away. Oh my gosh. Jeez, old people, get your shit together. Wow. It's like I was real. I don't know if I was just like ready to go home because I was exhausted. Do or you have an was, a, like an intense detailed description of that man? No, it was dark. Yeah, it was, yeah, dark. It was dark. And I was just like, oh, what in the world? Go go away from me. Get away. Oh good. It's corn's Facebook blowing up, not ours. I was good. like, golly. Anyway, sorry. You want to know another story about that bowling alley? Yeah. That is where I used to eat lunch, uh, ninth grade every day because I went to East High School and it was right across the field there. Mm -hmm. So we would leave the school and walk across to the bowling alley. And some days I would get fries and cheese. And some days I would give my, um, friend who would then ask his friend, I would give him $2 and then he would ask his cool older friend to buy us cigarettes at the bowling alley. And then we smoke <laughs> cigarettes in the bowling alley. Nice. Yeah. You're such a rebel. I know. I'm going to that prison. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. <clears throat> so he nearly got hit. Mm-hmm. We're going to skip who they say. Um, well, I guess we can't skip. Okay. Do you want to know who they think it was? Sure. Robert Durst. Who's Robert Durst? <sighs> I know the name, but the I Jinx. can't. Okay. Okay. HBO's The Jinx. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So I just spit everywhere. I was so excited. The jinx. Uh, <laughs> Robert Durst had apparently visited the store several times in March 1998, four months after Karen disappeared, and he resembles the sketch of the man wanted for questioning in Karen's case. I will send you that picture because he really does. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and as we all know, Robert's first wife, Kathleen Durst, disappeared from New York in 1982, her case remains unsolved, and Robert is considered the prime suspect. Um, this story says he's never been charged in the case, but he is in jail now and being charged with that case huh. since the documentary. Did you watch it? I didn't. Okay, like, I, spoiler well, alert. Oh, do you not want me no, to say? No, yeah, just keep okay. going. At the end of the documentary, they are recording all this, and you hear him say, off camera, you, you guys know this probably if you've seen it. He says, you know, of course I did it or something. Like, basically, like, confessing to her her murder. Oh, my god! And, like, other murders. Because there he also killed a man, um, uh, Morris Black. So maybe that's who he is being. In, maybe that's who he's in jail for now. Uh, yeah, okay. Robert was charged with the 2001 Texas homicide of Morris Black. He claimed he murdered Black in self-defense and was acquitted in 2003. But in 2015, he was charged with murder in the 2000 shooting death of Susan Berman. So I remember Susan. He was she was like, because um, I did watch this documentary. She was a like a colleague of his. Mm-hmm. Um, Morris Black was a neighbor of his. 
Because this Robert Durst, even though he was a millionaire, um, he did not spend his money and he lived in like really like little apartments and, Mm -hmm. you know, hung around with the, you know, the folks that make what we make. (laughs) The the lesser folk. The little people. (laughs) Um, But he had like, he was real weird. His story is super strange. Like, Mm. yeah, he was like kind of hiding out, but not really. I don't know. Um, Investigators looked into the possibility that Robert was in the Eureka area at the time of Karen's disappearance, but he has, you know, never been charged with any involvement. They ruled him out as a suspect in 1997. Um, Yeah, but he's been looked at in lots of other disappearances. And he's, it's like young women. Oh, wow. You know, like younger women. Yeah. Um, Okay. Moving on to the other page. Ready? (laughs) Initially, thousands of tips poured in that now take up over, like, 30 volumes of books that are six feet high. Oh, my yeah, gosh. like, uh, people were really concerned. She's like a young girl. Yeah. And this was just, what, said 21 years ago. So that wasn't that long ago. You know what Mm-mm. I mean? Um, wow. Anyway, he... A tip that was received from a former police officer told detectives he had to slam on his brakes to avoid hitting a light blue 1977 Ford Granada that had plow slowed down to talk to a young girl who closely resembled Karen the day of her disappearance. So it was a former police officer that police officer that he almost hit. Jeez. So yeah, I guess that's a pretty good eyewitness. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um despite tracking down 1200 vehicles Across the West Coast that matched the vehicle description, no solid leads were found. Uh, In 1999, Wayne Allen Ford, a resident of a nearby trailer park, walked into the Eureka County Sheriff's Office with, are you ready? Mm. A severed (gasps) female breast (gasps) in his pocket. What? I'm sorry. That was like, that's the whole point of me telling this story was just that. Why? I I know. Not why did you, but why? Why did he do that? Why? And proceeded to confess to authorities that he had murdered four women during 1997 and 1998. Detectives Uh, interviewed the 36-year-old truck driver, but he could not be tied to Karen's disappearance. Ford was eventually charged with four counts of first-degree murder unrelated to Karen's case. Sentenced to the death penalty and currently serving time in San Quentin prison. Oh, my Atlanta. Yep. Um, Can you just imagine? Okay, so just imagine you're sitting there at your desk, filling out your paperwork from the drunk idiot who's in the drunk tank right, right. for his sixth DUI. Yep. And then this dude walks in with a severed booby. A severed booby in his pocket. In his pocket. pocket. Like, there, nothing fits in my front pockets. No. My phone barely fits in my back pocket. Like, Ugh. it must have been like a, you know, like, a front flannel pocket. Yeah, like, it had to have been like a... Instead of a pack of Marlboros, he just put a titty in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm so no. sorry. But sorry, everybody. Like, and that woman. <laughs> what in the world? I know. What in the world? I know. Ugh. Okay, the case, of course, garnered national attention through the decades, especially with the jinx coming about, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? Because, I mean, they touched on it, but I don't think it was a huge part because it was definitely focused on Susan Berman and Morris Black when they did that documentary and his wife. So this was like a, a maybe kind of thing, which they touched on other people that maybe he had done something with. So we're not saying hey, it's a Robert Durst. It's part of his story. This is Karen Mitchell's story. Okay. Um, Every potential lead, every interview, every mention of Karen brings back the feelings of loss to her family. She was just an exceptional girl. I mean, 
Yeah. You know, a teenager who, well, I'm not sure exactly why she went to live with her aunt and uncle. It wasn't like because she was doing poorly or had trouble at school or something. I think she just wanted to be in that busy community and yeah. her aunt and uncle were like a big part of it. And, and that's kind of exciting for a teenager who wants to get out and see what's there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, she's never been found. There is still a reward for her, for her, you know, remains, I yeah. guess, because they really don't expect oh, anything no. much. Um, full of love and compassion and just cared for everybody and everything. And that is just repeated, like, with everybody who mentions her. Um, she was her own person, very vivacious, very strong, very smart. Oh. I hate it. And I don't like Robert Durst. And his connection to this makes me hate it even more. Right. And makes me want to punch him in his face. Okay. In his little rich face. Ugh. That's. Yeah. I mean, that's it. She went missing when she was on her break from Thanksgiving. Like she was out during the day because Mm -hmm. school was out. Wow. And she was like applying to colleges, filling out FAFSA and all that. Yeah. She was like. She was doing it. (sighs) Oh. I don't like it. Me either. (sighs) Why did we do this? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, no. All right. So, I mean, if you, they have a phone number if you, um, like, know anything. Yeah. 707-441-0504. Call them. Wow. Yeah. Scary. All right. That was it. That was me. (laughs) That was me. Karen Mitchell. All right. Poor sweet baby. Sweet baby. Okay. So mine actually has to do with Thanksgiving. Did someone? Like the actual holiday. Like murder someone with a handful of dumplings? God, that would be the way to go. I mean, I would be (laughs) fine with it. So this is the Guy family Thanksgiving. Mm. It's November 2016. So like two years ago. Oh my goodness, that is recent. Like yesterday. Wowza. 28-year-old Baton Rouge, Louisiana resident, Joel Michael Guy Jr., first off. Junior. You know what? Red flag. Are you ready, everybody? Some of you are going to hate me. Don't do it with the juniors. Don't do it with the juniors. Don't do it with the juniors. Because I know two people that I now have to call Uncle Junior because Junior is just their name. Why? Because that's what we call him. You know, like Junior, that's what he's been known as. So now he's Uncle Junior. So, like, my grandpa and my uncle have the same name, but mm-hmm. my grandpa goes by Bill, and my—obviously, for me, it's Grandpa and Uncle Bill, but mm-hmm. they called him Billy when he was growing up. So, it wasn't like Bill Jr. Right. And Bill Sr. Bill and Billy. It was—yeah. They're both named William. My grandpa goes by Bill. I call my uncle Uncle Bill, mm-hmm. but they call him Billy. Everybody calls him Billy. Like, yeah. you know. All right. So, it's easy to—but if you're Nobody's like— if you're like. Hey, Junior, come here. No. Hey, Junior. Stop. Just yeah. go change your name. Go change your name. Just don't do it. <laughs> so, oh. Joel Michael Guy Jr. Okay. Red flag, just in the name alone. Traveled from Baton Rouge back to his family home in Knoxville, Tennessee. He and his three sisters reunited with their parents for the Thanksgiving holiday. The four Guy children were gathering for a Thanksgiving feast at their parents' tidy two-story home inside a manicured neighborhood, which I looked up the photos Mm -hmm. because in the article you could see some of the photos, and it is a beautiful house. Like two stories, and it's kind of that, like, dark, huntery green. Like, it's just sage green almost, and it's just—it's a beautiful house, and 
Aww, I would okay. say, even though terrible things happened, you would buy it. And I live would. There forever. I'd be like, oh yeah, this is my house. Oh, it's, okay. it's gorgeous on the outside. So this is the last family's. This is the family's last holiday together in that house as the parents, Joel Guy Senior, who is sixty-one, and his wife Lisa, fifty-five, mm-hmm. planned to move to Joel Senior's. So the dad's late mother's mountain home two weeks later. So okay. they were going to move to grandma's house in the mountains two weeks after. Thanksgiving. Okay. At some point in the evening, the visit wraps up and the three daughters return to their homes in Tennessee. And since it's a 10-hour drive from Baton Rouge to Knoxville, Mm -hmm. I'm I'm safely assuming that Guy Jr. was staying with his parents that night. Okay. So the following Monday, Lisa Guy's employer, which is she's the mom, Mm -hmm. her employer notified the authorities that she didn't show up for work. So, during a welfare check following the notification, police entered the guy home and discovered a barking dog locked in the up in the upstairs room, which, thank goodness, the dog's okay. <laughs> just a little stressed out. You're, and, thank you for, for, like, just letting us all know. Yeah. So, we're dog's not just, okay. like, worried about the dog I know. the whole time. I would, be the, I would be worried about the dog the entire time. Be like, what happened to the dog? <laughs> and the remains of two bodies scattered throughout the house. Oh, the remains were scattered. Yeah. Whew. All over. Talk about some Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have not been around Emily for two whole days. She's got to get all her. She got to get all the sass out. Yeah. So the Knox County Sheriff's Department claims that at some point between Friday night and Saturday afternoon, Guy Jr. stabbed and dismembered his parents. Oh, my gosh. Which, like, ugh. Dismemberment. Ugh. Your uh. parents on Thanksgiving. Okay. Come on. Stop. Oof. Then, after he stabbed and dismembered them, he attempted to dissolve their bodies in a homemade acidic solution made of a mix of drain cleaner, sewer cleaner, hydrogen peroxide, and bleach. Did he even Google anything? That hydrogen peroxide? (laughs) Give me a break. (laughs) I mean, okay, that's what happens when you're a junior. You don't know. I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. No, she's not. I'm not. In an attempt to erase evidence of the crimes. Stupid. So he Idiot. stabs them, dismembers them, and tries to dissolve their bodies. Hate them already. To erase the evidence. Anyway. He then stayed in the house with their remains until Sunday. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So they they think he did it Friday afternoon Mm-mm. or sometime on Saturday. Friday night or Sunday afternoon. Saturday afternoon. Mm-hmm. And stayed there until Sunday. Which like, then he drove back to his apartment in Baton Rouge. Oh, my God. Dude. Yeah. Gross. Okay. Real gross. It's just just that entire paragraph just, like, kept building. It did. Of nastiness. So much. So he's on video at the local Knoxville Walmart on Saturday afternoon purchasing items located within the residence that were apparently used in the attempted destruction of the crime scene. So the bleach, the hydrogen peroxide, et cetera. Oh, my God. This stupid idiot. I'm sorry. Oh, man. Police say that there were signs of a struggle and the scene was so toxic and spread out that it took investigators in hazmat suits all day Monday and all day Tuesday to process the evidence. Okay. The corrosive cocktail of chemicals Guy Sr. and Lisa were found in caused them to suffer excessive decomposition, but the two were still identifiable. Yeah, obviously. (laughs) Oh, no. I'm sorry. It's if okay. you're going to murder so someone, funny. like, please. Do it right? Yeah. Like, at least don't act like an idiot about it. Yeah. Anyway. It did, however, make it difficult to determine the actual cause of death. 
but it was determined that the victim suffered multiple multiple vicious stab wounds mm-hmm. and were possibly tortured. I'm feeling tortured just hearing about his idiocracy. Yes. Yeah, anyway. So Tuesday night, this is the 29th of November in 2016, Joel Guy Jr. was arrested by the FBI outside his Baton Rouge apartment and was charged with first-degree murder. He was an undergraduate and still dependent on his parents for financial support with no history of mental illness or prior, prior criminal record. Okay. He lived alone, and neighbors claimed he was reclusive and quiet. Family members told the authorities that his parents intended to tell him their plans to scale back on the financial support that weekend. Ah, okay. There we go. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So sociologist Richard Gels, Gels G-E-L-L-E-S, I don't know how to pronounce right. it. So, sociologist Richard G. Richard so, G. <laughs> Richie Rich <laughs> says that the shame around the money likely played a larger role in the killing than the actual loss of the money itself. Mm. He concludes that the conversation he had more. No, he concludes the conversation between the parents and the guy Jr. had a lot more to it than simply we're not paying your phone bill anymore. But there was more of a shaming component to the conversation, and that's what triggered the murder. Oh, I can totally see that. Like, look, dude, how old is he? 28. Okay. Oh, okay. Like, get like, your shit together. You're almost 30. Pay your damn phone bill. Yeah. Pay, like, do do the thing. Yeah. Ugh. Authorities agree that it, and it's considered to be a possible motive. However, Guy Jr. has been unwilling to speak with the police since he was taken into custody that Tuesday night. His sisters told police that nothing seemed wrong with their brother during Thanksgiving, and there were no family disputes that day either. So everything was honky-dory okay. on Thanksgiving Day. Whew. Yeah. As of March 2017, Guy Jr. was being charged with two counts of first-degree murder, two counts of abusing a corpse, and two counts of felony murder. And as of November of 2017, he remained in jail despite his $2 million bond. Um, During his trial at the end of November, I think it was like the 30th, Mm -hmm. uh, Knox County Judge Bobby Bobby McGee set the trial for September 10th of 2018. And his defense team had until June 20th of this year to file a notice of mental health defense. Now, I searched and searched mm-hmm. and scrounged and searched and did more research than I said that I would ever do, and I could not find anything from his September trial. So I don't know. I'm assuming, mm-hmm. like, they have enough that's like, <laughs> this is what you're getting in here. I'm assuming he's sitting in jail for the rest of his life. Right. But I couldn't find anything to confirm <sighs> or deny that. Like, what? What? I mean... You, your parents aren't going to pay your cell phone bill anymore, so you murder them. Seriously. My, chop them up. My mom cut me them. off. <laughs> my dad cut me off. You're fine. And I'm fine. And you're way younger than that. Yeah, I'm only, t- I just turned 24. Yeah. I got my shit together. Oh, I'm so proud of you. Thank anyway, you. Anyway, first of all. Second of all, Joel Jr. Joel on. Joel Michael Guy Jr. <sighs> For me, like, if you name your kid with, like, six different first names, you're just setting them up for failure. Guy is a first name, right? Because I totally knew— I know a guy named Guy. Yeah, I knew a guy named Guy when I was younger. I mean, it's not common, but it's still a first name. It is still a first name. Joel Michael Guy Jr. Mm -hmm. Just setting them up for failure. And, okay, I've got to show you this. I've got to show you— this picture because is it of him? Yeah. Oh gosh. And I'm so I'm so sorry. And is it I, so good? I don't. I'm usually not um, like judgmental of how people look. Yeah. Usually. Usually. <laughs> and if I am, I keep it to myself. But this guy. Okay. Let's see it. This guy. Oh no! 
<laughs> I'm sorry, but he looks like a junior, right? Am I right? And then you have killed me with that. This is I don't know that this is a mug shot or let like see, what it is. Oh my word. I'm sorry, but he looks like a thumb. Okay, it looks like um it looks like he is like he, famous for being a meme and he didn't want to be. Yeah. Okay. You know what? Mm-hmm. He looks like he could be is it is it Chris on Family Guy? <gasps> he looks like he could be like his, live action his, Chris? Li- yeah. yeah. Live action Chris from Family Guy. If he a had on a bit. on a had on a stupid hat. A stupid hat. Oh my like, god. I'm, <laughs> I'm so pleased you showed me that picture. <laughs> Wait. So rude. I mean, it's going to be on Instagram. <laughs> right. And and I'm going to show, I'm, yeah, <clears throat> we'll, we'll also have the yeah Robert Durst next to the sketch because it's really something. Yeah. But, yeah. So Thanksgiving is not a good time to murder people. There, Okay, I'm sorry, but there were a lot of stories that came up for, I typed in Thanksgiving murders. Mm-hmm. There were I'm more sorry. than I expected. Yeah. Yeah. Like, quit killing your family, especially on holidays. I mean, I get it a little bit. Yeah. I mean, tensions are high anyway, because you're like, oh, I have to go see these people I've never, I haven't seen since last year. Uh-huh. And I have to go talk to them because they're going to ask me 12 times what I'm doing with my life. I get it. You know what I do to soften that blow is, um, so I go to my mom's on Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and... uh you know, sometimes she can be a little intense with the honey, how's things going, yeah. you know? So I will slide in with a visit about a week or two before and catch up oh. so I don't have to hear it on Thanksgiving. That is a pro tip for you all out there. There you go. Just yeah, that's give a... Her, give her a nice long call. Make sure you've got plenty of time or if, you, you know, if you're far away. Or just slide in with like a pre-visit like, hey, just checking in. How you doing? And then on Thanksgiving, it's just all business. Like, did you bring the dumplings? Um, And then you can just, you know, let the rest of your family deal with the The inquisition. Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. That's good. And you can just talk tea about like, did you see what Amy wore? Like, what (gasps) is she doing? Aunt Amy, get it together. I actually do have a sister named Amy. You don't dress bad, Amy. Love you. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Oh, man. Okay. So, Yeah. That's it. What are you doing on Thanksgiving? Um, so normally I haven't been Christopher and I've been dating for three years and I have not been to his one of his family Thanksgivings. Because normally I have to go home for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. I don't have to, but I choose I choose to go home and he goes to his family Mm -hmm. and we have and but um nobody's doing anything on Thanksgiving except for his family. Okay, so your family's not gonna have a dinner this year? Yeah. Well hold on. So normally Normally every year we meet at my grandma's house because her house is like kind of central for my aunt and uncle who live in like the middle of Michigan and my mom who lives in Crown Point and me who lives down here in Indy. Mm-hmm. And so my grandma's house is usually the middle, mm-hmm. but she just sold her house and moved into an apartment. So she has less space oh. and my aunt and uncle are hosting my aunt's parents. Mm. So on Thanksgiving Day. So Thanksgiving Day, I'm going with Chris to his family's Thanksgiving and then we're going to my mom's on Saturday and having Thanksgiving there. That's nice. I like that. Yeah. That'll be great. Then you get both. And he's coming with you. Mm-hmm. And he's been to one of yours before? Or is this the first time for both? He, I think he's been to one of mine before. Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't really know, to be honest with you. <laughs> I don't think so. We always... No, I don't think so. We always did, like, a, my in-laws do something later in the evening, and my family does something earlier yeah. in the afternoon. So, yeah. like, our dinner... At you know my mother's or whatever, we'll start about one or two, 
And then mm-hmm. the in-laws, they start about five or six. So we'd yeah. get plenty of time with both families. But it makes for a long day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And a lot of food. A lot of leftovers. And, like, it's good because you're like, oh, yes, I just get to eat all day long. Mm-hmm. But then also you're like, oh, I'm too full to try Aunt Joe's yeah. noodles. Oh, my god! Like, you know? Yeah. Do you have an Aunt Joe? No. Oh. It was all just right. a name that popped in my head. That's smart. I should do that instead of, like... Calling out your sister? Calling out my sister. I'm just, I mean, it's fine. Amy, are you wearing a Looney Tunes shirt to Thanksgiving? Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> At me. <laughs> Get in there. Um, on Thanksgiving, <clears throat> I am going to my mom's and I'm going to help make, like, <sighs> she always has me make the dumplings. Mm-hmm. And because I'm I'm a good dumpling maker, I guess. It's just, <laughs> it's not very hard. Um, and I cut them with a pizza cutter. You ever do that? Just use a pizza cutter to cut out those dumplings. I've never made dumplings. Oh, but if I did, if I do, if I ever do, I'll use pizza cutter because it's easy. Um, and she always kind of like says, "Oh, dinner's at two, and we eat at like three forty. Yeah, and we're all starving, and like everybody's got to leave in forty five minutes to go to another dinner. So I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be great. It's gonna be a great time. Well, at least you've like gotten accustomed to not eating for another. Two hours, and yeah. then you can, like, have a little snack. Yeah. Little See, the turkey snack. is always, like, done and sitting on top of the stove while we finish everything up. Yeah. So we just, like, pick, pick at the, the turkey. turkey. And we mm-hmm. pick at the dressing as well because mm-hmm. it's all crunchy on top. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you call it stuffing or dressing? Stuffing. That's dumb. <laughs> <laughs> We're, oh, I was talking to this lady that we know who does our faces. Okay, yes. Um, <laughs> she, w- when I got my facial done... She mm-hmm. was like, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? I told her, and she called it dressing, and she's like... Dressing. She was like, mm-hmm. you're wrong. You guys are you're all wrong. wrong. <laughs> well, you're from a little up north, so you're fancier than us. <laughs> we got dressing and dumplings. Those are my main go-to, turkey, dressing, dumplings. And then when yeah. Thanksgiving is over, I put those three items on white bread, and I eat it until it's all gone. <sighs> and then I just feel miserable for like a week, and then yeah. I'm like, let's go, Christmas candy. I've never had dumplings for Thanksgiving. Maybe maybe I will now that I'm going to Christopher's oh, family and they're from like this area. Yeah. Well, where we're going. They're from Cincinnati, but they live in this area and his family's pretty much from this area. Okay. Or Cincinnati. But so I'm That's close. maybe maybe they'll have dumplings there. Yeah, I hope I you know. have dumplings and I hope they call it dressing. I think they do call it dressing. But. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. <sighs> I love it. I love Thanksgiving. Oh man, I love Thanksgiving. I'm not going to murder anybody. This is my entirely favorite time of the year, starting with the first day of October and then 12.10 in the morning on New Year's Day. (laughs) It's like my favorite time. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (sighs) So, yeah. Okay. All right. That's your Thanksgiving episode. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Eat so much food. Don't murder anybody unless, I mean, unless you get the short end of the wishbone, then you have to. Don't do it. Okay, just, just don't. kidding. Don't do it. <laughs> um, quick thing before we leave. Mm-hmm. Um, we are on every single platform that you can listen to, so you have zero excuse to not I was really to us. excited because I typically use Stitcher mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, I'm gonna use iTunes just for this just for just us. For us. Yeah, and now nope. it's on Stitcher. Now we're on like, Stitcher. Hey. We're on Stitcher, Google Play, and I tune in. Now yeah. we should be. It was. It was like you have twenty. You have to wait twenty four hours, and then it should be up. So we should be there now because I got that email yesterday morning. Sweet. So and if you don't want to figure out how to find us, you can just go to our website at offairwithep.com, and you can do that, or you can listen there. Or 
whatever. Comment, rate, subscribe, because I want to get, like, good. You want to, like, blow it up? Yeah, I want to be like, look at what we did. Yeah, right? And can I just say really quick before we end, I am super grateful for Emily um, because she does, like, all the work for this podcast. All I do, she's like, are you ready? And I go, okay. And it takes me, like, an hour of my week. And then she does, like, way more work. You're so sweet. I mean it. I'm grateful for you, too. And also, you have a cute dimple, which makes my <laughs> whole you. day, every time I see it, I'm like, look <laughs> at that little baby over there. You mentioned you shouted it out this morning. I did. You're I like, can't help it. I love it. Dimple. All right. All happy right. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Bye.